Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from CPAs and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you real results, both in business and building the life you desire. Thank you so much for joining us for episode number 76 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, brought to you by PJS and Co. CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer, and today we are giving you five tips to help you get persuasive testimonials and use them to convert your prospects into buyers. So helping me with that discussion today is Jamie Johnson, partner here at PJS and Co. CPAs. Good morning, Meg. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am good. I'm enjoying this cool off of rain and the hot Texas heat. Right. <laughs> that so my, it's actually my cool. kids thought they were going to die in yesterday, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just humid and hot with the rain. It's actually cooled off for you? Yeah. I mean, it, it's like, I don't know, 85, 87, which is a, is a definitely a cool off for Texas. Ooh. It is. Yeah. Still warm. But it's still like, yeah, it's still hot and everything, but it's not like, it's definitely a little relief. So. Yeah, that's good. Well, today we're talking testimonials and how to help business owners get those to their benefit. And I actually found a couple of statistics that I want to throw out there. This article from boast.io, they collected a whole bunch of different statistics about testimonials and reviews. Um, so I'll link to that. And they pull these statistics from companies like Nielsen and Big Commerce. Um, so I just want to start off with the impact of getting testimonials and reviews. So first one off is 92% of customers read online reviews before buying. I mean, I think that's pretty standard. We all do the same. Think about Amazon. Think about Google. I mean, whenever you pull up a company or a product, you're going straight to reviews now, right? The second one is 72% of consumers say positive testimonials and reviews increase their trust in a business. So that's another big one to consider. And again, when I'm looking on Amazon, if I find a product that doesn't have any reviews, I'll keep searching until I find one that has a bunch of reviews. And if I can, I'll find one that has photos of, you know, actual product that people have received. And, you know, Obviously, that's product-based versus service-based, but it goes the same for for service-based businesses, right? When you're looking at Yelp or Google, I'm looking for people that have reviewed and said something good about the business before I call them up. Exactly. You want a non-biased opinion. Exactly. Yeah. Because if you're calling the business and they're going through their sales spiel, obviously, they're going to highlight all the good things and you expect that, you know, but it's very salesy. Right. So that's one of the the good things that testimonials have to offer is their, like you said, third party, real world experience. So uh, the last one I wanted to read, and there's more, and I'll link to this article within the show notes for this episode. But the last stat that I wanted to give you before we get into the the meat of the topic is 70% of people trust reviews and recommendations from strangers. And that's from Nielsen. Whenever I look at a review too, like I, if somebody's going to take time to like put actual comments in, cause I don't take time to do that. I'm going to be super straight. Right. <laughs> I, I'm like, 
I got a lot going on that I'm like, nah, I'm not going to go review. So if somebody's actually going to take time and give a review, I feel like they, they feel strongly about that, whether that is a, you know, negative or a positive, you know, type of review. I also feel like you're getting an honest one and, um, you know, somebody who's willing to, to give, you know, to either, uh, you know, help or deter, you know, future, future sales of like, Hey, here's, here's an honest opinion of, of what I experienced, what I bought and everything. So it's nice. Right. Right. And I think a lot of people focus on, you know, word of mouth referrals. And while that can be a huge area to get sales, don't discount the opinions of strangers online because that does matter whether it's good or bad. But like I said, we're, we're focusing in this episode on testimonials and we want to give some tips on how you as a business owner can get those testimonials and the right kind of testimonials. And starting with those statistics, I really think it's important to understand the importance of why you should be trying to get them. And a big component of that is to build that trust with prospects who may not know you. And what they they refer to this as, as in the marketing world is social proof. Now, it's essentially means trust. <laughs> you know, you're building trust with people. As the service provider, you have one idea of the type of experience that you think you're delivering. But in talking to your clients about their experiences, asking for reviews, asking for testimonials, you're getting their and what's great about these, and we'll we'll get into this as we are giving these tips, but you get their real words. You know, the actual don't change what they're saying. You want a real person talking about your services because there's obviously if you are able to edit and go through revisions, you can get it very polished, but then it doesn't sound as real. Um, so we're going to get into that. So the first tip that we want to give to business owners is to go after them. Go after testimonials. So many business owners don't have them because they don't ask. And understand. It's a hard ask. I will give it to them. It is, <laughs> it is. a little bit of a hard ask. It is. It is. But it doesn't have to be. I think. A lot of just people, you know, you don't like asking people to brag about you. Right. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it can be kind of awkward. Right. But I but think. If I asked you, but if I asked you to review, you know, something like you'd be like, oh yeah, no, that's no big deal at all. You know, or if you asked me to review something like, like, I think we put more pressure on our business end. Do you know what I mean? Hey, if you get a moment this have really, you know, super helped me out and everything like this. This is why, you know, we do this. And, you know, we've had, I, Adam and I, we've purchased things before that it's like, Hey, do you mind to go out and give me a Yelp review? And I'm like, I would have never done that, but just because they asked and they gave me an excellent, you know, service, I was like, absolutely. We'll do that. Like you, you, you were great. Like it was wonderful, but it was authentic. You know, it was, it was the deliverable was strong. The service was strong. You know, it's like, I'll take time to go do that, but I never would have done that if they hadn't have asked. Right. And there's, there's different ways that you can ask too. It doesn't have to be this high pressure. Like that's the reason for this phone call that I'm going to, you know, it, you don't have to make it a big deal. A lot of times it can come up organically when the client gives you good feedback, either over the phone or in an email. You can just say, thanks so much. It's really great to hear that. And 
you can just ask, you know, it, it would be really appreciated if you could hop on Google or hop on wherever you're trying to get reviews or even ask them for a typed up email testimonial. You know, there's a bunch of different ways that you can do this. And the timing, I, I like that you brought that up too, because we don't have this in our outline, but the timing matters. So a lot of companies will go after a review, you know, maybe it's a one-time service. Like I've talked about our garage door installation recently that we had, you know, after they complete that email within, you know, the next couple of days, Hey, can you let us know what your experience was? Or, um, like for us, for example, if tax time, you know, maybe a CPA firm wants to go after tax time and ask how the, the tax preparation went, you know, there's obviously busy times that you have as a business and go after those reviews during that time because you want the experience to be fresh in the minds of your clients or your customers. You don't want to wait six months down the line and then they, they don't really remember what happened. And there's other ways that you can encourage your clients to provide testimonials as well. Some companies decide to do regular surveys, you know, monthly, quarterly, whatever that means for you as far as regular surveys. And you can provide a comment section, which you could then use as a testimonial, uh, obviously getting their approval on that first. But you want to encourage and open up ways for your clients to give you those testimonials without even having to ask up front. There's other ways that you can uh, incorporate that into your email signature, a link to leave a review or a testimonial on a page on your website or on Google. Typically testimonials are those that you've vetted and you're putting on your website. But you know, a lot of people think of reviews on public forums as a semi-testimonial too. That's why we, we keep kind of bringing those into this discussion here. So there's many different ways that you can get these testimonials. The point is to ask, because if you don't ask, your clients aren't going to do that work for you. You know, they're not going to write a two paragraph testimonial on their own and say, hey, I took time out of my busy day to do this without prompting and would love for you to put this up on your website. You know, there's not very many clients that you're going to come across that are going to do that for you. So ask. That's the big thing here is ask. And they're going to make a priority what you make a priority. So if you don't ask and you don't make that a priority of the way in which that you're trying to gain new business, then they're not going to, why should, like to your point, why should they? They're not going to take the initiative. If you're not going to take the initiative, they're not going to respond. So if you give them the initiative, they will, you know, a lot of times will respond and they will definitely go out and, you know, give you that review or give you that testimonial or whatever it is that, that, that help. I mean, that help. But a lot of times it's like, how many times do we say, I had no idea, right? I had no idea that you needed that. Um, even as a friend to a friend, any relationships that you have in your life, like I had no idea. And it's like, you don't have to live vomit or business vomit on everybody that comes along. However, you know, being able to go, Hey, would you mind to do this for me? If you get a few minutes, totally be respectful. The thing is, 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 is asking for something respectfully. And you're, you know, a lot of times when you, when you reciprocate that trust, that respect, like they'll do it for you 100%, you know, but you like, to your point, just have to ask. I wish yep. I would have known. Yep. So the second tip that we have is don't stop at one, right? Once you get one, 
that should be your leverage to keep going. Like, oh my gosh, they said yes, I got one. Use that and keep going. And this is especially true if you have different lines of service because you should be getting testimonials for each line of service or each level of service that you have because those experiences are going to be different with each of those service lines that you offer. And that being said, there's different reasons that each of your clients come to you for help, even within the same service line. You know, there's different stresses that you're relieving. There's different opportunities that you found for different clients. So you want to get a variety of testimonials so that the potential clients that are coming to your site and looking at your services may be able to see a common theme. You know, maybe they don't resonate with one testimonial, but they do with another. So keep going, keep getting as many as you can, because it's only going to be beneficial for you to gather more and more, right? You may also work with different industries. So the pain points and the services that you offer for the dental industry are completely different than those that are solved with the legal industry. So you want to speak to clients from different lines, different industries across everything that you offer so that you're covering your bases and you have a good baseline to share with potential clients who are interested in looking at your website. I think it also sometimes, you know, when you're a person that has a lot of pride in your work and a lot of your service too, something that's second nature to you as a business owner, it's just part of, it's part of who you are. It's part of your core, part of your moral being, and it's just how you work, how you perform. We as business owners can kind of discount that. Whereas to somebody else, it's like, oh my goodness, like that right there, that was a game changer for me in my situation. And I think like asking like, oh, wow, I didn't realize how much that really truly affected you. That can be a game changer for somebody else because somebody else, you know, as a client is probably, you know, or a potential client looking for that same type of results where it was like, well, yeah, that's understood. Like that's, you know, it's not something that we necessarily may highlight, Mm -hmm. but somebody else needs to highlight because it's extraordinary service that's second nature to us. And so I think it gives that opportunity to really open that door and to kind of see your service through somebody else's eyes. Yeah, that's a good point. And actually one that will come up in this next one too, because, and it's not, again, something that I had thought about, but the third tip that we want to share is use only testimonials with the right characteristics. And by that, I mean, these testimonials should focus on the benefits rather than the features. So a feature is you handle my bookkeeping every month. A benefit is that I don't have to stress and worry about it anymore because I know it's taken care of. Peace of mind is a benefit. So those are the things that you want to ideally focus on in your testimonials. And this should also be reflected in what you're promising to your clients when you're selling to them. Right. So hopefully, ideally, the testimonials that you're getting from your current clients are highlighting the things that you are promising to potential clients in your sales process. And I always like to say that actual figures and percentages are amazing to have in there. Some people are comfortable sharing those, some people aren't. If they are, ideally, it's always helpful to include those in the testimonial. For example, your company helped me increase profits by. 40%. 
something like that. Obviously, you don't have to share like their revenue numbers, but you should have some hard numbers or statistics that you can share because that always, it just, it beefs up your testimonials. And then this seems like it should be obvious, but you want to get their permission before you share a testimonial with their full name. Because again, you want to include their name, potentially their title and their business and give all of their information because that, again, builds the trust. If you're sharing anonymous testimonials, it kind of seems wishy-washy and I don't know. I don't know that I'd share a, a testimonial that didn't have a name attached to it at, le at the very least. So you do want to get their, their permission and let them know, hey, I'm, I'm attaching your name to this. Do you mind if I share this on our website? Here's a finalized version and you can include you know, what this is what it will look like. And when I say that we should focus on benefits versus features, it can be helpful to include a couple of prompts for your clients too. You don't feel like you just have to give them this open-ended homework assignment, basically, because sometimes that can feel overwhelming for a client. They don't know what to say. They're not sure what is going to be helpful for you. So if you give them some prompts, you can use questions like, what have we been able to help you achieve in your business? That's a great one because they can then take that and run with it. You're not directing them on what to say. You're just kind of prompting them with the, the way that you want them to answer and the, the things that you want them to include in the testimonial. Another good question is, what stress did we relieve by providing our services? Because that's going to get them talk about, talking about the benefits rather than, oh, this company is great. They handle my financials every month, which is, you know, that's okay, you're a CPA firm. Like, obviously you do that. <laughs> but what stress are we taking care of for you? What have we done for your business? What have you achieved in working with us? Those are the types of questions and the way that you want to get your clients thinking when they're leaving a testimonial. So those are some great prompts to provide to help them not feel so open-ended and overwhelmed when you ask them to write a testimonial. And then going back to getting their permission before you share the testimonial, like I said, you want to include their name, obviously, ideally their title, business name, and then even more so, you can attach their headshot too so that people know it's a real person leaving that testimonial. It's not just some, like I said, not some anonymous person that's just, you know, or you made it up. And then if you want to take it a step further, not everyone's comfortable with video testimonials. That's why I kind of left this as last, but they're even better. If you can get someone on video, if they're comfortable on video, obviously take advantage of that. But don't make it high pressure for your clients. If they don't feel comfortable on video, if they don't want to do that, don't force them and don't let that stop you from getting a written testimonial or even an audio. You know, you can record audio with them. And that's great. You know, the only thing I would add is just that it's that total respect of being like, you don't want to throw somebody off guard by using their words, their name, their their headshot, their video in a way in which that would make them any bit uncomfortable because they're never going to do it again right. if you do that. So I think just being really, really clear about how you're going to be using that. Like to your point, like, is it website? Are you going to use it on social media? Should I, like, I don't want to be blindsided with something like, Hey, I'm happy to help. Like, I don't want to be the main driver. I want to compliment that. And that's, you know, something that I think once again, just kind of comes back to the respect issue, right? Respect, trust, how you issue it. And also 
how you deliver that and the communication that you have will either encourage or deter future testimonials. Right. And tip number four is this is not, and I will repeat, is not a fake it till you make it area. Your testimonials have to be genuine and unfiltered. So like I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, you can get something that's very eloquent and sounds very polished. You know, if you send it through and edit it five times and, you know, you go through and that's not a testimonial anymore. You want it to sound real. So don't edit or rewrite your testimonials ever. Now, if someone writes you a testimonial and they have a grammatical change that needs to happen, that's different. You know, if there's a spelling error or you want to add a comma, I would still send that back to the client and get approval on it and just say, hey, I I noticed this. I went ahead and changed just this and I'll highlight it, make it very clear what I updated. So you're still getting them to sign off on that final version. But if you can't use the testimonial as the client created it, don't use it. Exactly. Exactly. Because to your point, like nobody wants... Nobody wants a fake one, right? Everybody wants to know the truth. And, you know, once again, you might get a couple that if they're not genuine, it might give you a couple other, but that that buck's going to stop somewhere along the way. (laughs) Because my grandpa always would say, truth is like oil. It it always rises to the surface, right? Mm -hmm. And like, eventually that will catch up with you. It might not for a little bit, but it's going to. So um, just really keeping true to what that is and being authentic, you know, and how you ask and what you get and how you deliver it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and like we mentioned too, having those prompts and getting them thinking in the way of benefits can really help you get what you're looking for on the first go round. And if you're looking for an answer to a specific or a specific uh, service line, you can ask those questions in a way that helps them understand what you're looking for in, an, in a testimonial. But don't be editing back and forth like crazy. It just takes the realness out of it. And you want genuine testimonials. You don't want something that sounds so polished that it's not real. Right. All right. Our fifth and final tip is show them off. Use them whenever possible. You should be using testimonials on all of your marketing materials. This is your website, any ads that you run. You could use it on your newsletters, brochures, packaging if you have a product. Really anywhere that you have (laughs) clients that are visibly going to see them. Um, If you have a physical location like an office or a waiting area, put them up there. Put them on the back of your business cards. I mean, these can really go anywhere. So take advantage of them. Use them once you get them. What you can do too is you can always take a a portion of a testimonial if it's maybe too long for a social media post, for example. You can use a portion of that and then link to the full testimonial somewhere else. So there's a bunch of creative ways that you can use those. And depending on the media that you're able to get them in, whether it's video or audio or written, um, there's obviously different ways that you can put those together in animation or things like that too. So you can get creative and, and really show them off. Don't be shy when it comes to displaying those once you've gone through all the hard work of getting them getting the right kind asking your clients they go through the work and trouble of putting them together for you display them 100% agree totally 
No, Meg, I was just also going to remind business owners that like use these things to confirm also to you how and why and what you're doing well in your business and mm. things that you can capitalize on for your business and those, wow, I didn't realize that. And to, to let that drive, you know, sometimes if you're providing a service and you don't feel like something's appreciated, sometimes knowing that what you're doing is really helping somebody else, or it's going to come back around to, you know, benefit them, benefit you and the true, like I said, the true benefit of the service and everything. It also helps uh, just kind of keep us going. And, you know, those, those good, those positive words are always encouraging to us. And so I would say, let that encourage your business and build it up and, and, you know, self-evaluate. Maybe you, need to change a couple of things or, you know, we're considering changing it, but you realize that that was really, that was really helpful for people. So maybe you position it differently or you, you tweak it, but also let that refine your business. Um, these reviews and these testimonials, refine it and make it better and build it up. Great point. Yeah. And on that note, I think we'll wrap up here. As always, we try to focus on ways for you to grow your business. And like you said, even reflect on it personally for professional growth for yourself too. So thank you so much for joining us for today's episode focused on getting the right kind of testimonials to improve sales for your service-based business. And as always, if you have any questions, reach out to us. Like I said in the beginning, when I listed off all those stats, I'm going to include all of those in the show notes for this episode, which can be found at pjscpas.com forward slash 76. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so that you'd never miss an episode. Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.